energy shares on a rise in oil prices. In Asia, stock markets are trading mostly higher at this hour. Japan's Nikkei has gained 1.1%, rising to a nine-month high as a weaker yen is supporting exporters. The yen's weakness is largely as a result of dollar strength. Hong Kong's Hang Seng has so far added 0.6%, mainland China's Shanghai Composite Index 0.2% down, Australia's ASX All Ordinary Share Index is currently flat, the Sensex on India's Bombay stock market 0.6% firmer. Looking at commodities, gold trading at $1,230, platinum at $938 per ounce, and the price of Brent crude oil, $46.90 a barrel. And we join on the line now by Narina Fisser, strategist and advisor at ETFSA. Good morning, Narina. Good morning, Sakina, and good morning to all the listeners. Now, Narina, 2016 no doubt will be remembered for uh, some fairly major and unexpected events, um, including the weather, of course. And, and just last week, uh, there uh, was the flooding and the tornado in Johannesburg this week. This must be bad news for short-term insurers. Um, yes, I certainly would expect so. Um, you know, I think it's not just the, the extent of the claims, but also the variety of claims that can't come through. We haven't specifically heard of, of say, hail damage, but we've had hail. Um, and then, of course, this comes on the back of, of massive droughts experienced in other parts of the country. So, so what's interesting is when you hear the short-term insurers talking about declaring um, a particular series of events as a catastrophe, a catastrophe that's, that's essentially a term that they use in the short-term insurance industry that allow them to cl- classify all claims relating to a particular region or an event under a single claims um, uh, process. And I think the good thing about this is, is this, this puts all sorts of additional processes in place at the short-term insurers. So not only do they do put a, additional staff online, but they also um, offer almost a more broad-based service and, and, and really ensure that the, 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 these claims are expedited, that things are addressed very quickly. So I think for the consumer, this is, this is actually good news when you see the short-term insurers declaring a catastrophe. Um, on, uh, on the other hand, of course, for them itself, it means certainly an increase in their own reinsurance um, claims that they will have to do. And, and I think we're certainly going to see um, quite a bit of pain coming from the short-term insurance industry. And, and this is not the first time that this is happening. You know, since 2012, so over the last four to five years, we've really had so many of these what was supposedly, um, you know, sort of once in 20 year events or once in a 100 year events. So um, what is very clear about this is that I think the risk models being used needs to be um, adjusted. It also confirms what we've, we've seen from many different sources that 2016 will probably go down as the hottest year on record, but um, we, we're certainly seeing that, that extreme weather events are becoming more and more commonplace, and, and I don't think can mean anything good in the bottom line for the short-term insurance industry. And then, Marina, late yesterday, we finally got sight of the latest financial statements of Mango Airlines, uh, one of the four state-owned airlines. What can we make of those results? So yes, um, you know this this comes really on the back of the requirement that um, the SAA chairperson Dudamiani had to deliver uh, results to the standing committee on finance in, in Parliament. So we, we only recently got sight of SAA's own financial statements that had been outstanding for, for two years. Um, and, and the picture at Mango is, is not much better. I'm reporting a net loss of almost 37 million rand for the year ending in March 2016. Um, and I think 
think what it clearly shows um, shows is, is a state airline that is um, much like SAA also in, in financial difficulty. I think for me the focus now very much comes to why do we have four different state-owned airlines. You know, between SAA and Mango, we all already know about quite a lot of problems, but then there's also SAE Link as well as SA Express. And, and one of the, the things that have been mentioned um, by the Minister of Finance was that they would be looking to consolidate at least two of these, but uh, really I think one could argue why should there even be, be a case for, for, for another two that are separate from this. Now, we do know that the state-owned enterprises is, is one of the major areas of focus for the credit ratings agencies, um, and, and as long as <coughs> sorry, government has to stand behind the, the debts for the state-owned enterprises, and that includes not just um, SAA, but also Mango in this case, that continues to add on the debt burden of government um, and, and therefore definitely affect our ratings agencies. Um, so this is going to be something that I think adds just to the mix of what is being reviewed at the moment. And then, Narina, of course, uh, the ratings agencies looking at the state of South Africa's finances. Um, what will they be seeing? And, and on you know, we, we obviously are awaiting their decisions, but... At the moment, as things stand, how do you think they would be looking at this? So, yes, it certainly adds, I think, to the negative side of the equation in terms of, if not direct expenses, then certainly on the balance sheet, it adds very much to the liability um, of, of government's finances. Um, looking then to, to how does this get balanced, um, you know, we already heard in the, the medium-term budget policy statement in Parliament last month that there is most definitely going to have to be an increase in in, in the VAT rates, and the question is, uh, sorry, not an increase in VAT rate, increase in tax rates. And the question is, where is that extra tax going to come from in an economy that is on the deck and not generating sufficient tax revenues? So the Davis Tax Commission, um, the chairman of the of the advisory committee on all tax affairs, yesterday said that um, um, although it might be seen like an easy fix um, for uh, for the government finances to increase VAT, that is something that is definitely off the table, um, just because it is not really seen as being friendly on on the poor. I'm disappointed almost by that because I do think that an increase in VAT with a combination of sufficient zero-rated items, I must add, um, does still remain one of the the easiest and most cost-efficient ways to actually raise taxes and and increase taxes. But it doesn't seem as though that is an area of of focus, um, and, and much rather it's going to be a case of an increase in marginal tax rate <clears throat> Sorry, a marginal tax rate for um, for high income earners, um, a number as much as 45% being mooted, which will be quite a big number jump from the current 41%, sorry, 42% marginal tax rate that we have. So yes, whichever way we look at it, more pain coming in terms of increases in taxes in February, um, and and I guess um, you know the, the the idea that we must tighten our belts is a sort of lost any meaning. I think we've made so many more <laughs> holes in our belts that I don't think there is anything left to be tightened. Well, that's if you still have a belt at this point, Narina. <laughs> that too. <laughs> well, we're going to leave it there for this morning. Chat to you again tomorrow. Our, uh, that was our market analyst, Narina Fisser, strategist and advisor at ETFSA. In 2017, Bell University of Technology will introduce